Welcome to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. In this podcast, we tackle difficult issues related to living, loving, and leading in a broken world. Today, we're going to be discussing part two of life transitions. We hope you find this discussion beneficial to you as you transition throughout your life. Now, let's dive into our conversation. Welcome to part two in our conversation on the subject of transitions. How you doing, John? I am doing great today, Mark. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Last time we were together, we talked, and then about two days later, I got a text from you telling me you had COVID. I did. I tested positive. Uh, really mild symptoms, but um, doing really good. So uh, Fully recovered. Fully recovered. That's yeah. great. You know, one of the things that's clear about life is that sometimes things happen to us that we are not expecting. Yep. And that's kind of about the whole subject of transitions. Mm. You know, we're not expecting them. You know, it's it's transitions that we know are coming are easier to plan for. You know, uh, last time in our conversation, we gave people some concrete sort of step by step things on the things they can put into place as they walk through transitions. Yeah. But that works better when we know a transition is coming. And as we know, life's not quite that orderly. Sometimes transitions happen and we're not expecting them. I'm sure you've had some experiences like that in your life. I have had many experiences like that. And, you know, uh, sometimes I think there's a spiritual aspect to it as well in that uh, God sometimes allows us to go through transition times. Uh, Having it not being expected means that we have to trust him as we go through the process. So, I would probably say uh, many times in my own life, I found myself caught in those positions of walking through transitions that I wasn't really expecting. And uh, and sometimes it can be challenging. What are Can you give us an example of, in your own life of maybe a tr- something that looked like that? Yeah, I, I remember particularly uh, when we were being called to be missionaries mm. and uh, we uh, had just built a brand new house. Uh, it was the first house that we owned in Jacksonville, and uh, we, you know we were unpacking boxes. And I came back home and I said to my wife, I said, you know, Krista, uh, I really believe that God is calling us to the mission field. And her response back was, uh, well, maybe He called you, but I don't think He called me. <laughs> and it actually took her a little while to to really you know, catch up to the idea of what that transition would be. Felt the calling, but it still was a really big transition that we hadn't planned for. Uh, I didn't, you know, um, I do think it was a good thing to build the house, but uh, probably in my mind at that point, I was like, why did we just build a house only to have to move and go through a transition to to become a missionary? (laughs) Yeah, so. it makes perfect sense. And and it's interesting because, you know, two different personalities process that very different. You're a faith-oriented, futuristic kind of guy. You're vision-driven. You're thinking about the future. Yeah. She's the mother, the nester, the, you know, take care of the kids. N- neither one of those were ungodly responses. Yeah. They were just taking it from their own perspective. Yeah, and it's great when you put a, you know, in a marriage particularly, you put two people together that have those different kind of responses. It can be challenging. Krista is definitely a person that plans everything out. She wants to know everything is in order. She knows exactly where we're going, what we're doing. Uh, I'm a little bit more of a freelancer. Uh, But not only do we have to manage the process of transition, 
but we have to process the other people that are walking through the transition. And that can be just as challenging as how we uh, respond to it ourselves is making sure the people around us are, are walking through and navigating through the transition process as well. That you nailed it. I mean, so sometimes, our, well, maybe not even sometimes, mm-hmm. let's just be honest. Every transition that we have as a husband, as a, you know, as a wife, as a family, it impacts our yep. kids. And yep. I know in your case, your kids were young when you went to the mission field. So how did you help process with them as kids how to, you know, this transition that you were going to take them on that they really weren't going to have a lot of a voice in? Yeah, I think, you you know, you mentioned some of the the, some of these aspects last week, but, you know, trying to have fun, uh, trying to help make it an adventure to them Mm -hmm. and, you know, pointing out the exciting aspects of what that transition would look like. We're moving to another country and, you know, uh, some of the challenges that would take place. So it was actually easier going going to the mission field when we returned. our kids were 11 and 14 years of age. That's and a big time. That's a crucial time in yeah. a kid's life. It, it is if you're if you're in America and you're moving from one city or one place or even across town, it can be challenging. Sure. When you're moving continents and you have to go through the educational transitions, the friendship transitions, the cultural transitions. So uh, it really became extremely uh, challenging coming back. And, and when they were at those ages, because it really makes a big difference, the age that a child is at when they're going through sure. a transition of moving. So how did you help them process that? Yeah, we cried a lot. <laughs> uh, we heard from the kids like, I'm not going. You can't make me. <laughs> uh, we, there were some pretty great battles, but uh, particularly when we were coming back, we had a sick family member that we uh, still take care of, and uh, it, it, we really didn't even have a choice. Um, uh, it would have been nice if we could have changed some of the timing. It would have maybe given them more time for the transition. Uh, so we tried to help comfort and walk them through things. Uh, it was it was challenging though, and trying to listen to the things that they had to say, we would pray about things. Um, but they go from a place of having all their friendship groups and their schooling and everything that they're doing, and even though it's coming back to America, it was a huge transition for them to go through that. So, um, you know, we we tried to do the best that we can. I probably uh, still deal with guilt when it comes to my kids because of, you know, the number of transitions that we made and the effects that I have seen them deal with over the years. That's interesting. You know, both of us share that background of having been missionaries and we lived in the same place as missionaries for many, many years. But we still saw our kids deal with relational transitions as their friends would move on. Yep. You know, so even though they would stay, they would see their friends constantly move. And that that was a difficult yeah. for them. And, you know, the good thing is, is they look back now as adults and they're able to say, you know, that period in our lives, it formed us, you know, or maybe better way of saying it is it informed us, but it didn't form us. Yes. 
So in other words, we don't just, you know, it's not like we're broken because of that, but it gave us perspective on life. It gave us, you know, in a positive sense, it gave us the value of friendships because, you know, you don't, if you've got something all the time, you don't, you learn to, you take it for granted. And so they learn to value friendships. It, It gave them the skills of being able to make relationships quicker. Um, the, the downside of that is sometimes that they will say even today, they, it takes more effort for them to go deeper in relationships because, you know, they got really good at forming relationships quick, but they didn't always go deep in those relationships, you know? And so there are those challenges that we face when we help our kids transition. So here's a tough question as a, as a husband, how do we help our spouses in these transitions. Yeah, and I can answer that by saying not only spouses, but children as well. One thing that I feel like I live with is I feel that I live with a a God perspective in life. Mm. And I try to, as I walk through life, I try to see that lining of God's providence that seems to always follow and go with me. Um, And I try to uh, teach that to people around me, and particularly in my family, with uh, my wife and my children, uh, probably more so with the children because it's harder for them to understand the providence of God. All they, uh, most mm. of the time, all children know is that they're hurting at the moment. Yeah. But for them to have the perspective of seeing, you know, God's plan, and I'm hurting in the situation can be a little bit more difficult. So uh, what we try to do, and and as we've gone through the years, I've really tried to help them to see that that you know God is at work. Even when we don't see it or feel it or it seems to escape us at the moment because we're going through pain, is that as you walk through the process that you can look back and see that God's hand was walking through every step of the journey. And once they can see that, doesn't mean that it takes all of the hurt or pain or discomfort away, but what it means is that through it, they can see themselves growing closer to God, trusting Him, and God is always preparing you in one situation. He's doing things that will prepare you for the next situation, Mm. and when you can get that perspective in the middle of transitions, you can see God's hand working in great ways that sometimes you can't see it on the low level but when you're able to look at a higher level and and look down at situations, it really gives you a great God perspective. Sure. The the spiritual father of the organization that we work for, World Challenge, mm-hmm. uh, David Wilkerson, preached a sermon a number of years ago uh, entitled Right Song, Wrong Side. Yeah. About, you know, and the whole idea was the people of Israel sang the song of victory, but they waited till they had crossed over the water before they did it. I think if I understand what you're saying is with perspective, with experience, with walking through this, we can sing the song of victory on the the front side of the river, not just after we've crossed over. Sure. Yeah. It's when, you know, a good way maybe to put it even biblically is that sometimes in our life we find circumstances and then we see God's promises. And sometimes our, our circumstances say one thing and then we look at the promises of God, and it doesn't seem to match up. So when the children of Israel are standing on that side of the you know, Red Sea, they're, they're, they're looking at the situation in front of them. And everything that the circumstances are dictating is death and destruction and hardship. Mm-hmm. 
although they're looking and God promises to protect and take care of them. Well, those those two are in conflict. So you have to say in a lot of moments in our life, are we going to trust the circumstances that we find ourselves in or are we going to believe the promises of God? And uh, you know what? I've been at this for quite a while, and I have found God's promises to always be true. So when you can learn to thank God when the circumstances are upside down, mm-hmm. he really has a unique, a unique way of bringing you to the other side of, uh, of, of the sea. And uh, he certainly did that for the children of Israel. And when you allow him to come and give you a peace and work in the middle of those situations, he can do extraordinary things. Yeah. That's a good word. I, you know, to take even what you said a step further, or, you know, if you think back to the Old Testament and those stories, God would command them to build up memorial stones, mm. you know, and he would say, so that when your children ask, what does this stand for? You will then recount the stories of the victories that you've had. And so, you know, I think that in our family, it was. You know, maybe our kids got tired of hearing the story sometimes. Sure. But, you know, they were formational things in our lives. And so we would tell those stories in them as a reminder of, you know, okay, we're facing a challenge right now, but this isn't the first challenge we've ever faced. Yeah. You remember this thing that happened and how God came through? Remember this thing that happened, how God came through? Yep. You know, that you, you're developing a pattern that you've you've built over years and so then you're helping at least it, you're trying to help your children not have to build just their own faith foundation from the beginning but they're building on top of your foundation does that make sense 100 percent. and and to be honest with you mark not only does that apply in moving from one place to another or transitioning children's but we all face transitions all of the time. We are constantly going through transitions of phases in our life from one place to another. And it starts from the cradle to the grave. And we're constantly moving and being reshaped and being put in circumstances or situations that we don't always feel comfortable with. That's why the steadfast part in that Mm -hmm. is as we trust in God through that Every transition and every step, whether it's a change in job, uh, maybe it's a change in a marital status, uh, a husband or a wife passes away. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of transitions that, that you know tend to happen in our life, and we have to determine in our hearts, are we going to see these things as um, something that's there to destroy us or to take us to the next uh, part of the journey that God has for us? Yeah, I think for, for me personally, what you just said— is is the key for me because, you know, it, in my own life, I've just decided that I pre-decided mm. how I'm going to respond. I know challenges are coming. Yeah, that that's unavoidable. I know transitions are coming. I know life throws things at you. Just mm. because we're human, we live in a broken world. Then we we got an enemy who hates us. We got we know we're going to face difficulty. I mean, it's not like. Yeah. If it's just a matter of when, but if I've predetermined what my response is going to be, I predetermined my response is going to be a faith, not skepticism. Yes. It's going to be a faith, not doubt. Hmm. You know, it's going to be a trust in God because he's good and he's able to intervene. You know, if I've made that predetermined decision, doesn't mean it's always easy. You know, I still have to apply it. 
Yep. But if I've predetermined that this is going to be my response, for me, that seems to help a lot. Sure. No, it, and, it, and that can be challenging because sometimes life throws us for a, a real loop. And, and there's some stages, I think like you were saying before, that we expect the transitions. And then sometimes things happen and they're unexpected and you haven't planned and you don't have the time to prepare for it. Those are the moments that can kind of catch you off. But what I found as well is that that can be some of the greatest moments in my life that God works in some of the deepest ways. It's an amazing thing that when he feels the furthest away is when he's actually the closest. Mm -hmm. When I feel like he doesn't care is sometimes when he's caring the most. And so, uh, you know, those are times through transitions that we can really find, you know, the Lord helping walk us through those difficult moments. We're getting close to the end of our time together today, but, you know, we've talked about our relationship with God and all of this transition. We've talked about it family. Maybe the one piece that we haven't talked about yet is how does our community factor in, like our friends and our church community and that sort of stuff? How does that factor in as it relates to help with the transition? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, and I and I think it was one of the points that you brought all out in uh, in our first uh, session in talking about the, the community and finding good people of faith around us. Uh, it's extremely important. And Yet at the same time, it's probably the most difficult. I'm sure you found this uh, as well when you're doing missions work or you're moving from place to place. You can you can come to a place and you know you're going. I got my wife and I got my my children, um, but that community around sometimes can cannot be very tight. And so we just went through an experience in moving here to Colorado mm-hmm. Springs, where we had this incredible church family that was amazing. And then, you know, we moved to a place and we're literally going to churches trying to meet people. Right. It was it really took us from a place of being deeply connected to a place of not having those kind of deep connections. And we found it very challenging. Right. Um, it, you know, the importance of finding good, solid connections. And we're definitely working on that and we're seeing it happen. But it is a growing process that can be uh, that can be difficult in moments, and it so. sounds like it just requires a lot of intentionality. Yep, you got to be determined. You're going to do it, and you're not going to be led by your feelings. You don't deny your feelings; they're yep. there, but you work through them, and you you're confident that God's going to get you to the other side. That's right. No, very good. If you're here with us today and you've been listening to this and maybe you're facing a transition in your own life, two things we want to uh, do for you. First of all, we want to recommend that you go back and listen to part one of this episode where we talked about um, how to graft, G-R-A-F-T, give you some tools that you can use as you walk through transition, both personally and with your family. But also, maybe even more importantly, we want to pray with you. We know that God can be glorified in our lives, even in difficult settings. And so if you're facing a transition in your life right now, maybe it's particularly if it's one that you weren't planning for or you weren't expecting, that God can use this to draw you closer to him, to strengthen your faith, to make you stronger. So, John, I'm going to ask that you close us out in a time of prayer today for those who are listening. All right. Lord, we love you today, and God, we thank you, Lord, for those that have tuned in and they're listening today. 
that God may be going through times of transition, or maybe they have in the past gone through uh, times of painful transition. And today, Lord, I pray it would be a, a time of healing. It would be a time of regathering thoughts and looking at situations. And Lord, I pray for individuals that may be today walking through these transition moments. I pray, Lord, that they would find your grace. And God, that you are uh, working through every detail for your glory. So God, I pray that you would challenge us, help us to be more like Christ. And Lord, I pray that you would encourage people that are going through the difficult process of transitions. And I pray, Lord, as we walk through the journey of life, that every step of the way will draw closer to you, will you will know you in a greater dimension. And I pray that you would reveal yourself, Lord, in powerful ways. And we pray these things today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. We know your time is valuable and we're so thankful you chose to spend it with us. I hope you were as encouraged as I was. Join us next time as we discuss unmet expectations and how we should respond when God's plan for our lives doesn't seem to line up with our dreams.